Welcome to the Remove the Guesswork podcast. Hi, welcome to the show. This is Leanne Spencer, your host, and it's the Remove the Guesswork podcast. My guest this week is Gita Sidhu Rob, and Gita runs a company called Nosh Detox, at noshdetox.com, that offer drips, juices, coaching, all based around the principles of holistic health that we talk a lot about on this show. And in this episode, we talk about commitment and intent and how Gita is successful in the way that she works with people um, by really focusing on that, which of course is something that matches our values. We talk a lot about the benefits of drips and juicing, uh, Gita's personal practice as well for how she stays at least 95% energised and optimised throughout her day. So take a listen to the show. As ever, let us know if you've got any comments, questions or feedback for either Gita or myself by leaving a note in the show notes or you can send an email to me at leanne at bodyshotperformance.com. As ever, if you can jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. It just helps us to to make the show even better, but of course, to spread the word to other people. That's it from me. Enjoy the show. Gita, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. That's an absolute pleasure. And I'm, I'm grateful to have you because you've just spent the night sleeping out rough, um, which is not every day for you, thankfully. But tell us what, you know, what that was all about. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really funny because you sort of think that you've done things and had things happen and you lay them to rest, you know, and you kind of move on in life. And it turns out you really don't because things cycle back again and again yeah. in life, yeah. which always is why one should deal with the stuff while it's happening, because it will stay there. Yep. Um, and for me, what happened, well, so two and a half weeks ago, a girlfriend said, will you donate because I'm sleeping rough for CEO sleep out and... Um, you know, and I was like, oh my God, I've got to do this. And you have to understand, I'm I'm your good little Indian princess and I like my creature comforts. I have never even camped. I don't even believe in it. I believe in the kind of camping. I mean, I'm from Africa. So I'm, I believe if you camp, you kind of the lions come and eat you in the middle of the night or something yeah. or the tarantulas or whatever. And I'm just a believer that if you're going to camp, it should be in one of those big tented camps with a bed and a bathroom attached. You know? So I... <laughs> just some part of me went do this and I did it I fundraised like crazy for the, the sort of the two weeks that I had and I committed to doing it and I actually did that totally to raise awareness for the homeless in the UK because I get very upset that we're always raising money for worthy causes in India Africa Bangladesh everywhere else and yet there are people down the road from us men women children that are completely without a roof. Mm. And I feel that we should also do things at home for the people that are part of our community. And for me, when I, in 2004, five, that, that Christmas, we became homeless because I left my marriage. I walked out of my husband naively with sort of three children under the age of seven and thought, I, I can't, my youngest was still in nappies, so she must have been under a year old. Wow. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I walked out of this huge house worth millions. And, you know, we had a private plane and seven cars and thought, well, you know, that's fine. The lawyers will deal with it. <laughs> Famous last words. Um, I literally never got a penny uh, from that day to this um, from my ex-husband. And my family were very upset. So in essence, kind of turned their back on me. And I, I literally, I, I just had nowhere to sleep. It wow. was the most terrifying thing. And the, our next door neighbors put us up for one night, but she had four children. 
Um, so it wasn't really a long-term solution. And I scrabbled. The next morning I woke up and I rang everyone and I said, because he literally froze and emptied all our accounts, so I had nothing. I couldn't go to a hotel, I couldn't do anything. I had my 200 quid, that was it. And I, um, I was working, so I, I couldn't go to work. I could, and I, I, that, that sense, it's so hard to explain, that absolute precipice that you are hanging on thinking, I have nowhere to turn. I have nowhere to go. I have no, I, you know, just have nothing that I can do. And I remember in tears ringing two or three people who kind of went, I'm so sorry we don't have space because people don't always want to get involved when you're struggling. It's right. just a reality of life. And one girlfriend said, oh my God, of course, I have a spare room, come and stay with me. And I was like, thank you, it's just for a week and I'll rent somewhere. And I ended up, and you know, this is the interesting thing, the speed with which it all happened. By the end of that week, um, I had been bankrupted by my ex, so I couldn't rent anywhere. My bank accounts had been emptied, and it just all went bum, 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 bum. So at the end of the week, I sort of fallen, and, and that meant my, my, all my bank accounts were frozen. Hmm. You know, so even the little, the children's bank accounts where I put savings in, I had access to nothing. Wow. And in, 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 in five to six days, I ended up with nothing. And it's a very interesting thing to fall off the end of the world, because... It just doesn't happen to us very often. And I right. absolutely look like that has never happened to me. You know, if you ever look at a photograph of me or look at anything that I do. And my girlfriend, bless her. So the children, there was one bed. And so the on the floor next to uh, them. And we did that for six months. Wow. And that girl is still my friend and she still speaks to me, which I honestly think is, is really quite big-hearted of her so i gave her shares in nosh when we got bigger and more successful right as a thank you and you know yeah anyway long story sorry but that's why i did i slept rough last night i slept on a concrete floor and i had a mat thing and a sleeping bag thing and i was woefully unprepared because i've never done this and it was so cold last night um yeah and 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 I I just I, I really feel for the homeless of, of our community. Mm. Well, you've inspired me actually to give that a try. I think I'll do that sleep out because I think having some awareness of what people go through, and then that's their normal as well. I mean that's an extraordinary story. story. Um, yeah, extraordinary. So how did you get then from from there that position to the position you're in now? What is it that you do now? How would you describe that? So I run a company called Nosh Detox, and what we do is we create health solutions for people, and we, we and then we deliver them. So people come to us and say, "I'm fat, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I can't sleep, I, I have to be on a film set for twelve weeks, and I, I'm not allowed to get sick while I work from four in the morning to ten o'clock at night every day, or I'm doing an IPO and I need to be in full energy for the seven months this is going to take me, and you know all of this is there are just places where you can't step off even for one minute because there's too much riding on what you do mm. and there's a big step between wellness and illness and we deal with wellness so what we do is we say to people here's how you feel better here's what you need to eat here's what you need to drink and then we make the food we make the juices and then we deliver them to the people we also do coaching vitamin drips blood tests everything to go within there right okay so it's really targeted at um the busy professional the senior exec a celebrity um is that the kind of target audience? Yes, but there's also your personal trainer because there's a lot of people that are, 
you know, we have teachers who come in, but they only come in once a month if they can't afford us. So anybody that uh, we have people that are really ill, you know, with cancer, with diabetes. So it's not just sort of for the rich and because we don't don't look for those kinds of clients. We just look for people that will invest in themselves and getting better. Yeah, Um, that's kind of our goal. Okay, so there's something in there for for most people who've got some there really yeah, is. a range of disposable income. Cool. I mean, would you describe it as part of a holistic health practice, or would you say it was a bit more yes. niche than that? No, I think it is because we'll do everything from. For me, it's never about the product. There's more. We'll do everything from the mind, the body, and the spirit. Hmm. So anything that comes in there that needs wellness, we'll we'll help with that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely holistic. I would say that. Yeah, yeah. We call it health, fitness, well-being, mind, body, spirit. It's all it's kind of looking at the body and the mind and everything else as a whole, isn't it? And not attributing yeah. uh, any particular symptom to one cause, but more as a symptom of overall overall health. So tell me a bit more about the drips. I know when we met, I was really interested in that as well. T- tell me more about that. Well, I used to fly in and out of Los Angeles once a month. Um, we had some clients there. I was taking sort of marketing lessons from a guy that lived there and the kids were really little. So I would literally fly out 11 hours on the Saturday, work sort of Sunday, Monday and fly back on on Monday night. So two days I would spend and mm-hmm. two days traveling. And it's brutal. It really, really kills your your physical um sort of side and one of the actors that whose house I was in said oh just give me a minute and went around the corner and the doctor gave him all these shots and I was like you know because it looked a bit like oh he was getting drugs and (laughs) totally totally like oh my god I hate needles what are you doing and the doctor came over and went oh no no it's b12 and it's this and it's that look they're amazing you should try one because you always struggle from jet lag because he'd met me a few times in rotation and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So then I thought, right, I'll just try it. And it always becomes that thing that when you can't, you, when you've had enough, that's when you try something like this, you know? Mm. And I didn't get jet lag. I felt incredible. And I was like, oh my God, I could feel this good every day. Mm. What? And I'm always looking for the next thing that makes, you know, that we can disseminate to our client base. And I just then spent the next sort of seven months trying to put it together as an idea, trying to develop formulae, trying to get the results I wanted, testing. And I was the guinea pig for all of it uh, because I'm always my guinea pig for everything. Um, and I really hate needles. So you can imagine how dedicated I was to that. I think I you, to you and I had a phone call. I don't know if you remember, you were having something injected into someone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I, we, were, we were talking with the odd cow and various other things, but yeah. Well, I think you're right. I, just, I think you have to be your own guinea pig. I think you've got to you've got to play around yeah, and, and self quant on yourself. You do because you're willing to try things on yourself that you're not willing to try on someone else. Hmm. And so then we launched the drips in 2013 when everybody was like, "What?" And now they're much more widespread. But I, my children have drips. My 84 year old mother has drips. Um, my staff get really get huge discounts um, on getting them so that they can get. Um, them as often as they like. Um, the intern, poor guy, gets them totally free. See <laughs> the second guinea pig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not quite. It's because we're not allowed to pay him, so I feel really oh, bad I about see. that. So we I kind see. of give them, to, you know, because legally they're in under a certain scheme. So I'm like, yeah. he gets them free. 
So, you know, it's just something that I cannot begin to tell you. You know, the thing with wellness, because there was this huge joy when it came to medicine, when medicine could do so many amazing things, and it would go from one step to another to another. That's the place we're in with wellness. Wellness is in this huge reach and, and rise and leaps that we make uh, on a regular basis, which leaves the pharmaceutical companies actually very, very upset and worried, honestly speaking, mm. because they just they, they see all this money slipping out of their fingers. And um, we we make these huge leaps because people walk in and if you can turn around to somebody and the missing link was always the coaching there was the emotional thing yeah. but if someone comes in and sits down and says i'm absolutely like like one of the trainers i just started crossfit it's not clear why i've decided that's my midlife crisis and and the guy at my gym is an ex-paramilitary um and and is exhausted permanently exhausted can't sleep and i'm like look i guarantee he's like i can't sleep i can't rest i can't wake up i can't function i'm permanently exhausted and i was like wow so i think that you have these four things i'm sure there's something up with your digestion i'm sure you're not sleeping and waking up rested i'm sure you're constantly you know and going through that profile mm -hmm. and he's like oh my god how do you know and it's like well we've been doing this a really long time so therefore we know you know, it's a stress profile, isn't it? This is a guy yeah. who's never switched out of fear and flight down to rest and restore. And that's just not common knowledge. Now, once you know that, what do you then do to help them to get there? And what we do to help them to get there is to go, right, let's change your diet and make it as alkaline as we possibly can. Let's get you to a place where, you know, if, and it's always budget led, so whatever the client can afford, but it's also, let's sit you down and say, right, you really, really, let's test your heavy metals. Let's test what your, you know, your B12 levels are, your vitamin D levels, because mm -hmm. that is such an epidemic at the moment, mm -hmm. which I've been writing about since 2000 and God forever, actually. 2012, I've been writing about vitamin D going, you know, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem. Yeah. So, so now we do that metal. D3, sunshine hormone. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have the pegs, the foundations in place, nothing else works because the body's always listing to one side trying to correct itself. Mm. Um, and you can do so much, but it just has to be a step-by-step -step thing. You say, right, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. And by the time you've done all of that testing and tweaking, they're 60 to 70% better. Mm. Then it's a question of whether or not your life, your job, your commitment wants you to be that next percent better. I am, I'm sure you're like this, but I know for me, because we're professionals in this arena, I require my physical uh, and mental health to stay very consistently very high i i'm always aiming for 95 percent yeah. because if i'm not at 95 percent, i think that there is a problem and that i will i will stop and think wait what's going on you know mm. and i i accommodate my life to make sure that i stay at 95 percent. so i just never understand people that will limp and buy a handbag for ten thousand pounds yeah yeah we have you know to me walks. Yeah, to me, that's that's really weird. Yeah. Whereas when somebody says, why do you charge so much for your food? And I'm like, because it's really expensive to make completely fresh, unprocessed food and deliver it to your door wherever you live. Yeah. So instead of complaining about that, why don't we talk about the fact why there's a handbag that's £5,000? Because to me, you know, you'll spend the money on the bag and you shouldn't. You should spend the money on yourself first. Yeah. I, I heard a, a great quote. I cannot remember. It might be Tony Robbins, but he said, you know, tell me your values and then I'll look at your calendar and your bank account and I'll tell you your values. Um, it might yeah. not be Tony Robbins, but it, you see the point, you know, that people I make will, these I statements will. about health. 
Is it backed up in action? How much time are you putting into it? How much money are you spending on it? And it doesn't need to cost a lot of money. I mean, you and it I really have doesn't. a price tag, but it doesn't need to, you don't necessarily it's need consistency. to consistency. Yeah. It's consistency, you know? So we try and make very easy, like you do, entry points for people. But, but the one thing I won't compromise on is I want you to be committed. Absolutely. And I will fire clients if they're not committed. Because if you're not committed, stop wasting my time when somebody else could be having that time who really cares. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that that is so, so important because there are so many people out there that will come in and ring me up. And, you know, it is heartbreaking when they're saying, I've got cancer, I've got breast cancer, my wife's got this, my husband, you know, and your, your heart is breaking watching these people. And then somebody the next day will ring me up and go, well, that's just ridiculous because the delivery was like, two hours late, you know, in, I don't know, Cumbria, because it's really hard to deliver to Cumbria. And I'm getting yelled at for that. And then you know that they've lost 20 pounds on, on, on our program for the last, you know, so it's mm. just it's just what you consider to be, although I really wish all the deliveries were never late, to be fair, I think she should yell at me for that. But, but there's just a place where you just think, wake up, wake up now. Yeah. Don't wake up later, please wake up now. You don't, my mother at 84 exercises, does yoga, walks around by herself, lives on her own, cooks herself. She's just got to the stage where she said, you know, I literally can't take my coats to the dry cleaners because they're too heavy. And I was like, oh, okay. But my mother has no dementia. Because I was just like, I'm not doing this, mum. If you're Indian and you get dementia, we're screwed, right? This is going to be really tough. So my mother gets drips. My mother drinks juices. She does juice fast. She's, you know, it's really, really... And my, we, we literally live what we preach. Mm. We do. I want to come back to that point of commitment. How do you ascertain whether a client's got the right level of commitment? And conversely, how does a, some people think they're committed, but they're not, but they think they are. I mean, how do you weed out, how do you discern you're committed? I think there's some ambivalence with you. I always allow for fear. I think that everybody worries how hard something is going to be, firstly. And I think the second fear we have is that if we change our lives too much, we might have to give up our lives. And that's very frightening. Mm. You know, because I had a client who said, I can't give up smoking because my husband and I both smoke. So she was worried that if she gave up smoking, she would have to give up her husband. Mm. And that might, might sound weird, but it's really subliminal. There, is, there was a place she knew that if she... So every time... So the thing is, when you look at... Uh, healing is a transformation, right? Um, curing is about symptoms, but healing is a transformation. And it's a journey of transformation. So what you have to look at is somebody who's willing to do that journey of transformation. But I tell you this, I think you find out very, very early and very quickly um, people who aren't willing to do it. Mm -hmm. I had a woman who came in last week from a very, very well-known family. She was very wealthy. It wasn't her money. Um, she had inherited it. She worked very hard, but she inherited it. She came in and she said, I'm exhausted. I went to a wedding last week and I literally have not been able to move for a week. I'm like, wow, that's not normal. Mm. She goes, no, it's really not. So she had sent her chef round and she had made an appointment to send a chef round. She had made an appointment to come in the next week. And I'd said, here's your program just for the next three, five weeks. So we work out where you are and then we'll go and do the next lot after that. And she spent an enormous amount of money with us. And, I, and, and you know, we waited on the day and the time and she never came. Hmm. You know, she just never came. And I, I just think that's absolutely heartbreaking. Hmm. 
And because we're very accommodating, we know life gets in the way. So we're always telling people, please don't worry about changing an appointment. We will do our level best. If you tell us two hours before, that's just ridiculous and, and sorry. But, you know, you tell us the day before, you ring up in the morning and go, "My, you know, we really accommodate. And mm. she, she said 10 minutes before, I'm so sorry, I can't come in. I'm a bit busy at work. Yeah. And my heart literally breaks for that because what is happening in her life, she, she doesn't trust herself, not me. Mm. So I think that there's a place there where, you feel they, they do drop out quite quite quickly yeah i think it's the ones that really don't on. yeah yeah they're the ones that don't do the homework they're the ones that um don't um you know go yeah but i was hungry so i ate something else and you find out they've had a pizza or mm. something and they're on this sort of detox and you know i think you find out very quickly and, and i have huge compassion for that because honestly i've spent my life absolutely terrified of change and movement mm. i i still do it anyway but that's because that's me there are other places that i'm not going to do anything like to, i'll get me to ask somebody on a date and i'll probably shoot myself in the head right so everybody has their strengths and weaknesses they do so um, i i did I just, I have compassion for that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the key part of our role, isn't it? It's, it's not the facilitation of drips and exercise programs and sleep advice and all the rest of it. It's, it's being a change agent. It's having that emotional yes. intelligence and the psychology to get someone to intellectually understand something is one thing, but to emotionally understand and translate it into action is quite another. What are some of the strategies that you employ uh, to try and get people to make that change? I think the first strategy is always that that for people like us, I think the biggest growth and the biggest work always comes on ourselves. I don't think people understand mm. how much effort we spend on making sure that we are always growing and transforming. Yes, and if you, the bigger right. you can grow and the bigger you can transform, the better a catalyst you can be. Yeah. You know. So I think the step one is always how can I be in a place where I'm as clean and as centered and as balanced as I can be without it being about me, mm -hmm. because you do want to not become the God in the equation, because that's terrible, you know? So the first step is always going to be, where can I be in, in the right place? The second step is that, which has taken me a lot of learning because I'm always, you know, a bulldozer as a personality, because I'm like, is that where the root is? I'll just run over that wall. To understand that people just aren't like that. Mm -hmm. And that I have clients who just say, here's one apple. No, 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 just eat the apple. That's all good. Okay, you ate the apple. Fantastic. Here's the salad. Fantastic. Could you just say thank you to something once a day? Do a gratitude exercise. Mm. And it's about literally walking to where they are, holding out a hand and saying, we'll start from here and I will gently lead you down this path while holding your hand and understanding that you've got to have the strength to come there with me. That has... So the third thing is then that we always, always start with the body. Mm -hmm. In any coaching, in any life uh, transformation stuff, in anything that we do with anyone, it's always start with the body. When you are sick and weak and tired and exhausted, you literally can't hear anyone. That was the biggest learning. That I, well, they're all biggest learnings, but the, the, you, you can't hear someone because when you're ill, you just want to sleep, don't you? Yeah. And you start, you're like, get out of my way. Just give me that donut. Give me the this. Don't talk to me. So it's again strengthening the body first mm -hmm. and how do we strengthen the body and what can we do with you how do we get there and then go from there to the next bit to the next bit to the next bit yeah do you look at everything do you look at sleep and you know the whole, the whole everything as a whole 
Yes. Yeah. I don't think, you know, every single, I hate forms. I used to be a lawyer, so I really, really people give me forms and I run screaming out the door because it just, the concept of paper and pen just makes me break out in hives. <laughs> um, I had, I remember a guy who was working with me laugh and he said, you literally pay me just to fill out forms. I'm like, my God, I would have that as a job description if it ever existed. <laughs> you know, I hate them. But you do, we have this, this comprehensive diagnostic form and you fill out that form. And when you filled out that form, I will be able to tell you very, very quickly um, where we need to start because it's so much about wellness is finding the, the, the end of the string, you know, and how that string unravels is always different for everybody, but the difficulty everybody has is finding the end of the string. When you treat the symptom, you're not looking for the end of the string. I'm always like, why did you get there? How was it? And then you can look at this and you can think, oh, so your liver's really, you're just managing alcohol really badly. You're not processing alcohol at all. Interesting. So that means you have an issue with anger. Then you go straight into who was critical when you were growing up? Was it your mother or your father? Because if you can't understand that there was somebody that was critical when you were growing up, whose voice you're still hearing in your head, and it's killing your liver, and your liver's really struggling to process and break down toxins for you, we're not going to move anywhere. Mm. Do you have a network of, of psychotherapists that you refer out to? Because no. a, lot of, a lot of a wellness journey does come back to that sometimes, doesn't it? Or you do yeah, that work no. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a simple people, conversation and a couple of sort of well put together think. questions, isn't it? Yeah, because people already have a lot of therapists in their life. Hmm. So I just don't go into that arena and hmm. I, I I don't I don't I mean, you know, and particularly because I've learned to be afraid of some of this stuff. There are some amazing people out there. And then you have people who like we have a woman who came in and his doctor said she shouldn't take vitamin D supplementation because it's useless. Mm. And you're like, well, what are you gonna do then? Because your vitamin D levels are dangerously low, you know. So you do worry about it. But I've always thought that and the staff that work for me are also trained in sort of we call it symptom profiling, where when you put together these five things, the likelihood is this thing. Mm. You know, and I think that when you, instead of talking about something, when you unpack it for someone, a lot of the aha moments come in there when you can say, huh, so this and this and this. So does it sound and look like this? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, and you know, you can breeze through some really heavy shit mm. by being able to just unpack it. Yeah. And therefore we don't have to sit and wallow in it. Let's just get to the, the fixing up part, yeah. which is actually more fun. Just a sidestep for a second. Why would somebody who needs to supplement with, say, vitamin D, D3, what are the benefits of a drip over supplementation? And what are your thoughts on, on supplementation and tablet form? Ah, oh, see, this was going to be my next. I have, a, I have to write a blog post on this because I do regularly, but I have to again. So the thing with, um, you can't do vitamin D in a drip. What we do is we actually give it as an intramuscular injection in your bum, which right. hurts. I just would like to point out, but that's because I hate needles. Apparently other people say it doesn't hurt, but I don't <laughs> believe them. Um, so I am not, so supplementation for me has always been a problem. First, I didn't believe in it at all. Then I got to the stage where I was like, oh my God, we really, really need this. And then I started to look at things like tablets. Now I have a hierarchy of supplementation that I believe in and I don't believe in. I'm really against pressed heated tablets mm -hmm. because I just think anything that you apply heat to, it destroys. You know, that is why nothing grows at the bottom of a volcano, because anything you apply heat to is dead. Hmm. Whereas you will find fossils from millions of years ago in ice, because actually cold does not destroy in the same way that heat does. Mm -hmm. So anything that's been heated and shaped using heat, I don't touch. So I don't, I, I, and I tell my clients not to touch tablets. How would, how would somebody know whether a tablet uh, supplement has been heat treated, if you like? If it's got a shape. Anything that okay. has a shape, so they made molded, that shape out of heat. 
Yeah. If it's been molded, you're screwed anyway, right? Okay. So the step above, that, that's, that's the worst. The next step up is soft gel capsules um, because there are the vegan soft gel capsules will actually fall apart and break down in the body so that you can get to what's in the capsule. Mm. So to me, that's the next best step. Um, because ask any colonic irrigationist and they will tell you that there will be tablets and capsules that will come straight out the body and they're, you may as well burn the money instead of spending it on something mm. like that. Where then the next step up is um, freeze-dried powders. There are some amazing, incredible freeze-dried powders that you can get that have things like spirulina, chlorella, stuff like that, yeah. that absolutely 100% are the most amazing thing to do. In term, so I, they rank very, very highly on my list. And I use them, my children have them, my clients get them. Then the step above from that is liquid or vapors. Because, but again, obviously, look at the company, look at the product, always buy the best supplementation you can afford, mm. always. Because there is no point in getting a cheap supplement because you may as well just not bother. Because you're not, you think you're doing something and in fact you're hurting yourself because your body just has to get then get rid of that rubbish yeah. as well as everything else. Yeah. And so with vitamin D, <clears throat> For example, they have all these, I keep saying I should buy shares in this company, I recommend it so much, but those oral vitamin D sprays, um, I'm a huge, huge fan of those. Which brand do you recommend? Uh, Better You or Deluxe. Deluxe, I think they're called, they're on Amazon. You just, it's D-L-U-X, uh, okay. and they come in 3,000 IU. And in this weather, we should be taking two or three of the sprays of those a day, children and adults. Okay, I'll and link to that in the show Please. And then the highest form of it is actually getting a vitamin D injection in your yeah. mum. Yeah. And what would that cost someone if they came to you for a vitamin D injection? That's such a good question. Do you know that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're not at the, um, at the coal because, face every day. but um, been, no, Because I don't pay for it. So this I is will the link, problem, to, link to the, your I'm, price list in the show notes or your website. It will say vitamin D injection. I think it's kind of... 40 to 60 quid okay but it's enough for a three month yeah um it's enough for three months um because vitamin d is is it, it slowly uh dissolves in the body mm. and um so you can actually have it in and then keep it going for for a long period of time so i have one of those every quarter if mm. if, if my head kind of rolls around to that every quarter to six months it's not a huge a investment is it per year it's um, really not because also, but can we just say at this stage that one of the things that no one ever tells you, which no one ever, ever said to me, and I had to learn by mistake and by, by, you know, I'm a lawyer, so I read lots of stuff all the time and I would pick up one fact. Um, vitamins and minerals work in partnerships and pairs. So what happens is that when you have a problem, for example, with osteoporosis, you should always be looking at your vitamin D because vitamin D can inhibit the absorption of calcium. Mm -hmm. And also when you're not sleeping and you're not absorbing magnesium, that means your magnesium's out of whack. Now, if your magnesium's out of whack, there is, I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist, but these, you know, there is there's going to be the correlation to the magnesium, the B12 and the vitamin D. And so always, always, always understand that when one vitamin is massively out of whack, it is having huge untold repercussions on the rest of your body. Mm -hmm. So when you know you've got low calcium, don't just look at the calcium understand that your vitamin D is out of whack. When you're not sleeping well, don't just supplement your magnesium, supplement magnesium plus your B12. So look at the fact that vitamins work together and then help yourself using that information. Yeah, very good. Um, we're out of time, but I wanna ask you one last question. You mentioned that it's very important to you to stay 95% 
well, switched on, energized. How do you do that? What, what two, three things in your personal practice can you share with, with people? Uh, not sleep out. Um, <laughs> That's a great I, one. Yeah. So I, my, I have just certain guiding principles that go through every single thing that I'm doing in my life. And firstly, I eat almost 100% dairy and gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's just the first step secondly i will have a hemp milk smoothie chucked with huge amounts of green stuff and fruit not vegetables fruit every single day that i possibly can because it's very calming and i've got all my greens in there and i've got my fruit the third thing is that i every plate i eat fruit before every meal but every plate that i eat of anything half of it is going to be raw green leaves right and, that's, and, and then I meditate. Non, and they're your non-negotiables, med- are they? That, none at all. And then yeah. I meditate every day. Yeah, I do. Because, I, I just again, did 10 I, actually. I actually didn't because I was asleep, yeah. but because I slept out, but it will be happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned gratitude as well. Do you have a daily gratitude practice? I have a daily gratitude practice and I have a daily anger practice because I, I thank and I teach this to my clients, actually, because we, we manage anger very badly as women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I teach them to, to say thank you um, on three different levels. And then I teach them to say, what am I angry about? Because I, once you've gone through the layers of I hate everybody, you then realize it's actually yourself that you hate. And mm-hmm. so when you can do an anger practice where you're forgiving yourself, then you're really winning. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, I will link to your website and your social media details in the show notes. But Gita, thank you very much. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful. I'm going to go look up how much vitamin D costs now. (laughs) (laughs) I'll link to it in the show notes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, help us to reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate that and it would help us to spread the good word even further. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the next show.